Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, you guys. Happy summer. I hope you're in the thick of it. I know that in some places of the country, August is when you go back to school. So you're probably getting more into that mode where I am. We didn't get out of school till the end of June. And now it is finally feeling like full-on summer. And I do this thing every summer where I clear some space just for my own creativity and to have some time with my hubby and no kids. (laughs) So one's at camp, one's with one grandmother and one's with another grandmother. And it's just a time to reset. And it is so exciting. I love, 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 love my kiddos. But every once in a while, in order to really show up for them the fullest, I find I just need some space. I highly recommend it. All right. Today's guest, you guys, is absolutely amazing. I could have talked to her for like eight hours, but she's a busy lady and you guys probably wouldn't want to be on for eight hours, but I hope to have her actually on again sometime soon because she just is such a wealth of information. Her name is Dr. Mindy Pels, aka Dr. Mindy is what people call her. She's the founder of The Reset Factor and she is crazy passionate about helping families stay healthy. For the past 20 years, she's been in the health trenches with busy Silicon Valley families. Her focus is on giving families the tools to reset their body's microbiome, detoxifying heavy metals, improving brain function, strengthening immunity, balancing hormones, and creating health plans that have all members of the family thriving. Can you see why I love her? And she's just such a wealth of information. You're going to love this conversation. So... Before we dive in, I have a couple of announcements. We are in full swing with the ladies who've joined me for a year-long program, Flow 365. I'm super excited. I kept it a little bit smaller than I thought I was going to, and I'm just really excited for this group of women. It's amazing what happens when we come together. I am thinking about opening up a second cohort in the new year, so definitely stay tuned for that. And I have a couple favors of you guys, two to be exact. Number one, I would love to know what your questions are. What do you want to hear about on this podcast? What do you want to know about how to make space for creating healthy habits? Please just email me directly, mia at plansimplemeals.com. I would love to hear what you want to know more about, and that will help me figure out who to talk to and, you know, what information you really want to know. So that is number one. Number two, we're trying to grow this podcast. I really want to grow it. I want to reach as many people as possible. I want everyone to know about all of our guests. It's just, I really feel like if we can create this movement of healthy families, which so many amazing people are doing all over the country, eventually it will have an impact on the whole country and we won't need to try so hard. So in order to do that, the biggest thing you can do is to leave a review on iTunes. That's what really helps us grow. It's what helps more people find the podcast and it helps us get great guests. All right. Those are my two asks. Now, I would love to get Dr. Mindy on. And the only other thing I want to say is one of the things that I love talking 
or the reason some of the people I love talking to are one, doctors, healthcare professionals, nurses, nutritionists. I love just picking their brain, understanding why what we're doing is so important. So that is one reason I'm super excited to talk to Dr. Mindy today. And number two, I really love talking to people who have kids who are older than my kids. So I highly recommend that in your life. So Dr. Mindy has kids who are going off to college. And to me, it's just so great to see what happens you know, when we put this effort in, like what are her kids thinking about when they're going to college? And that feels far away to me, but it's not that far away because I have somebody going to high school next year, which is so crazy. All right. That's enough about me. Let's get Dr. Mindy on the podcast. Hi, Dr. Mindy. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Um, You have done such amazing work and I can't wait to tap your brain with so many questions that I have around many of the things that you teach about. But before we dive into that, will you just tell our listeners sort of where, how you got into this whole food thing, like why you even care about nutrition? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I think the best, you know, as many people do is it's kind of a from pain to purpose moment where, you know, I'm, I, when I was 20 years old or 19 years old, I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. Okay. And I was a junior in college and I could no longer function or get out of bed. And the medical world basically told me that we would just start trying medical, uh, you know, uh, drugs, uh, trial drugs to see what would help me. And luckily I had a mother that was like, that's an absurd answer and took me to a holistic MD who basically back then taught me the ketogenic diet. I didn't, we didn't call it that back then, but he taught me the ketogenic diet. And literally the medical doctors said years to get well and with uh, food changes within three weeks, three weeks to a month, I was turned around. That's amazing. I know it's, 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 I love that your mom did that. That's such a gift uh, to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amazing. I always, I always give her credit because we literally were sitting at the medical doctor's office and she was looked at him and was like, that's ridiculous. And she picked me up. I mean, I was 20 years old. I was like an adult, right? So she yeah. picked me up and we drove from his office to her holistic MD. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Such a brilliant woman. That is awesome. And so since you've brought up the topic of a ketogenic diet, let's talk a little bit about that because oddly we haven't talked about that much here. And I think it's because I had a myth in my head that that was a lot of animal protein. And then recently I think I was reading on your blog that it doesn't necessarily mean that. So let's dive into what a ketogenic diet is. Yeah, no, I think that's, I'm so happy you brought that up because that, you know, the paleo, paleo diet is get rid of all your grains and overdo animal protein. A a ketogenic diet is, is keep, the way I teach it is keep your carbohydrate load, specifically grains and fruits or, and, and pastas, rices, even the starchier things like potatoes, keep those down under 50 grams and keep your protein under 50 grams. And really what you're relying on is more fat. And that's really a trippy for people because we have been taught that fat is evil. Um, And what I find is that you can turn someone's health around really quickly when you take carbohydrates out of the equation 
you add a little protein and you get them doing things like avocados and nut, nut butters and bringing butter back in. And it, when you do that, what happens is that it forces the liver to uh, secrete more ketones. Got and it. the brain loves ketones. It thrives on ketones. So immediately when you make that switch, your brain becomes like limitless and so crystal clear and your hunger goes down, which, makes you, which is why people lose weight. It makes you not want to eat. I mean, it's really fascinating. It's like a chemical reaction that takes place. Okay, just because like I always like to know things for myself since you're right? here. Awesome. Um, so we don't do dairy. We don't do dairy or gluten, and and I'm I'm plant based, but my kids aren't. So, so if you're not doing dairy, you're getting fat from avocados, nuts. I mean, this is more of a question. I'm not yeah. <laughs> answering it for you, but is that true? Is that yeah. where you're getting? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the hardest thing is where the heck do you get fat from? Yeah. So right, so avocados um, uh, and nut, a lot of nuts, a lot of nut butters. Um, if you look at some things that have a, a combination of fat and protein, so you know, grass-fed uh, beef. If you don't, if you're a vegan, it, it's a little bit harder. But mm-hmm. um, grass-fed beef, uh, as opposed to what most people are doing, is grain-fed. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of raw dairy, so I don't believe in pasteurized dairy. I think that's harder on the bo- on the body. But even some raw goat cheese and raw mm-hmm. sheep cheese is easier for the human body to digest than a pasteurized, even organic pasteurized cheese. Interesting. So, it's making smarter choices with some of the amazing foods that nature has already provided for us. Yes. Okay. So grams might confuse some people a little bit just because if you're not like deep into food, you might not be weighing your food and thinking that way. So right. will you, will you just sort of outline what a day might look like with that, with those proportions? Yeah. So, um, it's net grams. That's the first thing to understand. So okay. um, you take the fiber out. You basically look at oh. carbohydrate and you minus the fiber and then you get net grams. So the first thing I would tell you is the greatest tool on the planet is an app called Carb Manager. Okay. Because I was just going to ask how you even figured yeah, this out. <laughs> yeah. This is the, it's the greatest tool. And if you're, for your listeners, for you, what's really fun is today, just measure your food. Go to Carb Manager and type in all your food that you ate and look, it'll give you a little pie graph and it'll show you what your net carbs were, what your, your protein amount was and what your percentage of fat. So you don't look at the grams of fat, but you look at the percentage of fat. So it gives you a little pie graph. So you want to stay under 50, uh, 50 grams net carbs, 50 grams of protein, and you want over 60% of your diet to be from good fat. Now, having said that, to answer your question, what does a typical day look like? So, um, you know, so the other piece of the ketogenic diet is fasting. There's a fasting component. So um, I don't eat, I don't eat breakfast. I skip Mm -hmm. breakfast and my first meal is usually around noon or or one o'clock. At that time, I'll have something like an egg with a half avocado, and then I'm really big on the microbiome, so I'll throw in some sauerkraut, mm-hmm. um, and that would be maybe a couple of eggs if I'm really hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a pretty typical lunch for me. Uh, a salad with 
Um, I'm into antibiotic hormone free meats. So I'll do, you know, the antibiotic free sliced deli meats with no chemicals in them. I'll do a chicken breast and I'll put it on a bed of lettuce. Mm -hmm. Um, so those, those are kind of like what I would have for lunch. Uh, and same thing for dinner. You end up doing a lot of things like cauliflowered rice, Mm -hmm. um, becomes more of like your starchy. You can actually do some sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are actually lower in carbs and lower on the glycemic index than a, Mm -hmm. than a real potato. So we do a lot of sweet potatoes. We do, um, you know, hormone free sausages, like really high quality grass fed ones. Um, so it's pretty much, you're looking at vegetables and meat. That's kind of, and then then adding in some good fat, but like kale, like dark leafy greens, all that's okay. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, all the, the whole vegetable world is, it becomes your best friend. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. I love that. And breakfast, are you drinking, are you drinking until noon? Uh, so with breakfast, so the idea is when you put your body in a fasted state, it does, it it clicks into something called autophagy and autophagy is where the cells start to detox themselves. The cells start to repair themselves. So what I encourage people to do is go somewhere between 13 to 15 hours without any food. Okay. So for me, I, I stop eating at eight o'clock. I come home late. So we have a late dinner in our house. Um, and I stop eating at eight. I'll get up in the morning the next, and I will have my, um, will have my coffee. My coffee is organic and free of any kind of chemicals or pesticides. And I'll have it with, you've heard of the buttered coffee. I'll have yes. it with a little bit of, uh, raw goat's butter is what I put in it. I like goat's milk better than cow's milk. And then sometimes I'll put a little bit of, um, raw, uh, uh, um, um, cow's milk in it or cow's cream, just a and tad. I and have it, tried that, the coconut. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Coconut way. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally can't do dairy, so it's, you know, yeah. it's what it is, but I, but I right. do like it. Yeah. I was surprised. Do, yeah. There's some good, there's some good coat. You could do coconut milk. You just, it has to be unsweetened. It has yeah. to be the idea behind why the coffee works is because it doesn't raise your blood sugar. Okay. So if it doesn't raise your blood sugar, it'll keep you in a fasted state and your liver will produce ketones while you are avoiding food. Got it. So. And, and, and water is okay. Water's okay. Tea's okay. Um, I recommend people when they first start the ketogenic diet and they first learn about intermittent fasting, just start with 13 hours. See, what, see how 13 hours works for you. Yeah. Um, and then if that gets easy, which it typically does, then you go to 14 and then you go to 15. We're, we're doing, I have a online community. Uh, we're doing a five day fast. I call it a fast training week right now where I have people trying 24 hour fasts. And I have mm-hmm. some, some people trying, some people are doing a five day water fast. Like fasting is a really cool part of the ketogenic diet that uh, if you haven't experimented with it, it's, it's really, really neat and it kills your hunger it's time efficient. It helps you lose weight. It gives you insane mental clarity. Yeah. You just got to kind of play with it. Yeah. When I first changed my food, it's funny. I, I guess I was kind of doing a vegan ketogenic situation because yeah. it was, it, I was doing a lot of raw food, um, which ends up being a lot of nuts. It ends up being a lot yeah. of fat. Um, 
Great. And, and veggies. And so I haven't had breakfast since then, which I didn't awesome. really, you know, and it's, it's amazing. Cause it's, a, um, <laughs> I lead, I lead detoxes as well. And it's funny cause I always laugh that, you know, I always, I do have started my days with juices that don't have this, the sugar in them, don't have the fruit, just the veggies. Yeah. And, but whenever I'm starting to do like an actual detox, I always freak out the night before. And then, then it's like, mm -hmm. but why? Like, it's not changing anything. Like nothing's changed when I wake up mm -hmm. in the morning. I have that same thing every morning. Yeah. But it's funny how the mind can totally play tricks on you in that situation. Yeah. Like you're never going to be fed again, or I don't even know what it is, but. Yeah. It, and that's what, that's why we do this week, this fast training week. I give people four different facts that they can play with. And I'm like, try that, just try it, experiment because it's such a mental game. Yeah. It's such a mental game. It's so true. And, and if you know that going in, which is why like start with 13 hours, like, and then try to go to like, just ease yourself into it. And then, you know, over time you'll start to see it gets easier and easier because your, your, your body was meant to eat in a compressed period. It wasn't meant to eat six meals a day. Yes. It was, it was, if you go back to how we were as cave people, we got up in the morning and we had to go find our food. We didn't, right. have, we didn't have refrigeration. It, it probably took you till noon to get it right. all together. Right. Exactly. And that was your whole day. And then you would gather it all. You would cook it and you would have one meal. You didn't have six meals a day. Yeah. So when you treat the human body in the way that it was designed, it, it's amazing. It truly is amazing how you function at a level you didn't even know existed. Yeah. I love that. And, and, and you do that every day. Like that's your life, every right? Day. Yeah. Every day. Every and then day. how often do you do the whole fat? Like the, so every day you're fasting, you know, till lunch, but how often do you do the multiple days? So I do uh, one dinner to dinner fast a week where I'll do, um, you know, nothing till dinner. I'll get up, have my coffee and then I'll just eat dinner. Um, I do the rest of the days I'm doing the intermittent fasting. I eat starting at lunch and then three times a year, I do a five day water fast where all I have is water for five days. Yeah. And that's really neat too. Cause there's so much research out there right now about how stem cells get released. Your body repairs itself. Many of, many of the cancer experts believe that it's, it's the way we kill cancer cells is through these longer fasts. Yeah. Interesting. And do, do you start to, do you always go through that, that hump on day two oh, of yeah. not feeling good? Yeah. 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 I mean, um, that, yeah, you definitely day one, you're kind of gung ho, you're excited. Maybe by the nighttime, you're a little bit like, Oh, why did I say I was going to yeah. do this? <laughs> and then on you wake up Tuesday morning and it just seems so far away from the time you'll have food, you know, the, the second day. And then um, you know, day two and three can be tough, but yep. day, but day four and five are like nirvana. Yes. If you hang in there, you feel bliss like you've never felt before. And usually by day five, people are like, can I keep, I mean, most of my patients yeah. are like, can, can I keep going? Can I just keep doing it? You yeah, feel that's incredible. what, I, that's definitely, that's what I found. So it's like yeah. Netflix day two and three, and then you're, yeah you get all five days worth of productivity done in day four and five because yeah. <laughs> your, your mind is so clear. Yeah. And, um, you know, I say, stay busy. If you can stay busy, it's real or watch TV, go to sleep. Like yeah. 
you just need to have something to push your mind through it. Cause, cause yeah. as you, the longer you stay away from food in those long periods, your body starts secreting more and more ketones. And once, okay. you, once those ketones kick in, remember your hunger stops. So that's what you're looking for. It's, we call it fat adapted where you're look, it's like a switch that you're taking yourself from a sugar burner into a fat burner. But for, if it's the first time you do it, your body, you have to train your body to do it. Yeah. Um, so it's, oh, okay. So can, so we have a lot of parents listening. So I personally love talking about this because I find that if we as moms really focus on ourselves from time to time and take care of ourselves in this way, it's always, it's all, I love when like my kids figure things out, you know, like my son actually figured out that he wanted to do intermittent fasting <laughs> That's and awesome. I'm like, I love that he figured that out. Yay. You know, of course he's been watching, but like, you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like just leading by example is such a powerful tool, even though we might be frustrated that no one's eating their broccoli or whatever happens to be our case. Yep. But what, what about for kids? Cause we do, because my um, recipes are gluten-free and dairy-free. Definitely a lot of people come into the plan simple worlds. Um, you know, with issues that they're trying to help their kids through. Mm-hmm. So how does all this play into what kids can do? Like, should kids not eat breakfast yeah. or like, yeah. because I feel like that really goes against what we're getting in school and by pediatricians. Yeah. So it's a great question. And, and I think it's something that is really common. Most parents will ask me. Um, so the first thing I would say is I think everybody should be off gluten. There is, yeah. there is nothing good about gluten. If you walked into my house right now, I have an, now my kids are older. I have an 18 year old and a 16 year old, but wow. you will not, you will not find bread. There is, they have not had bread in our house. It just hasn't been here. Every once yep. in a while I'll go and buy a gluten-free treat at the farmer's market or something like that. But yep. you just, my kids have learned that a meal is vegetables and, and meat and fat. Like that's what we do. Yeah. So I think for starters is you got to get off this idea that they need bread and dairy. Yeah. Um, so that's the first step. It sounds like you already got that. The, se- the second but, step. But I have to say, I've got that, but, even, but it's hard for me, which I tell people all the time, because I still go into the pediatrician who I totally 100% trust if somebody had like a heart problem or a broken leg. Right. But like my kids are just like known now to just be quiet. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, because it's yeah. so it's hard. Like I can only imagine for so many listeners, it's just hard because it's, you don't want to fight your doctor. That's like no. the person who you thought you were supposed to trust. Right. Yeah. And I, I say this with love and compassion, um, but your pediatrician has very minimal nutritional background. Yes. They, unless they've gone and sought it outside of medical school, they, yeah. that you may actually know more about nutrition than they know. <laughs> yes. So, so don't give the, your nutritional power away to them. Yes. Um, educate as a, as a mom. I think it's so important that you educate yourself. You are your child's number one doctor. You model for them what health looks like. So it's so incredibly important to be educated and know what you're going to the pediatrician for. And yeah. nutrition advice would not be something that I would go for. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, so that was, that's the first thing. Um, the, the other trick that I did with my kids growing up, because I've been on a nutritional path with them from the moment they were born, mm-hmm. is I was very clear what we did in our house nutritionally was going to have structure to it and was going to be more 
um, strict than what we did outside of our house. Yep. So I, my goal as a parent is to teach them what nutrition looks like. And then when we go out with friends, I'm not grabbing you know, things out of their hands or, you know, now my kids, well, we went through a period where we'd go and everybody would order sodas at dinner. And my kids would say, what can I, can I order it? And if it was every once in a while, I'd be like, sure, fine. And then they would see how horrible they felt afterwards or yeah. they would see that the, and then when we got back home, if they were like, Hey, can we bring in soda into the house? I was like, Oh no, 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 we don't do that in the house. Yes. That way you're letting your kids experiment, but you're teaching them a model of health that works. Yeah, we do so, that. And that's huge. I mean, I, I, to be honest, my kids haven't, soda is not even a thing, but right. other right. things have been. <laughs> For exactly. <sure. laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's kind of how we do it in the house. Now let's talk about breakfast. Cause this is, this is a big one. Yeah. So if it depends on the age of your kids, if your kid says, hates breakfast you're you're fighting to feed them breakfast my you know my number one advice would be stop stop fighting with them about it like they're tapped into their own innate sense that they don't need breakfast yeah. so don't fight with them let them do it now if they get to nutrition or they get till 10 o'clock and they're melting down you need to talk to them about, okay, you're going to skip breakfast. That's fine. But if you have recess at 10 o'clock, you need to eat. This is what you need to eat. Yeah. So, so that would be, that's one thing that I think is that people, this breakfast is the most important meal is really erroneous. Right. And that it, so, that it would help you think clear when right. you get to school in the morning. Right. So, yeah. and then I, you know, with my daughter now, she, um, she is about to go off to college and, um, she's been intermittent fasting. Um, mm -hmm. I think with fasting, you have to let your kids come to it on their own. You don't push them. Um, yep. and we've had some conversations about, well, what's the food going to be like in your dorm? And she came up with the idea that, well, if I skip breakfast, then that's only two meals that I would have in the dorm. Um, so, you know, she gets it, she understands it, but that's where it's really your job to, to teach them a process, not yep. to micromanage them every day. And then what is she going to do? That was one of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard that your kids weren't there yet. I know, <laughs> so, I know. This might have to be uh, conversation for two <laughs> right. in a year. So, well, okay. So I, this is what I, the number one thing I told her is you can always guarantee from me, I will make sure you have good food in your hands. That is the most pivotal, you know, health, number one health goal in life is you have to have access to good food. Yes. So if you get there and you find that the dorm food's horrible, I will send you care packages. We will find a way <laughs> to get you good food. Yes. Um, and then you have to practice fasting. That's definitely um, what we, we, we continue to talk about. That, now it turns out where she's going has some gluten-free options. And I do think she's going to have to go and experiment bad food and understand how lucky she was to have good food. So yes. And then very quickly, probably she'll have a way to cook. I mean, not yeah. this year, but yeah, yeah, make that happen. Yeah. yeah but awesome. it's all, it's all about conversations. You know, I, I talk with my kids all the time. Like my kids know when I'm water fasting, they understand why I'm water fasting. They yeah. know why when dessert comes around, I don't pick dessert because I'm verbal about it. Yeah. I educate along the way and I live by example. And I think that's so important as a parent to not be preachy, 
be collaborative, be conversational and make it fun. And then they're going to want it. They're going to gravitate towards it. Yeah. And be sharing. Cause that's, that's, that's one of the big things we do in this world. Cause it was one of the, the big ahas I had at some point was the first year that I changed my food. I think I changed it in like a May and I was pretty like, you know, I was going pretty strong. When I did this, my kids were five, three and one. <laughs> so wow. it was a busy time, you know, it was like, and I, I, yeah. you know, it was a time when really I was cooking out of the free, like I, I didn't even know how to cook, like at the point that I changed my food. And wow. so I, I had sort of figured out this system, like I had got it down and I fully tell everybody, like I did not take my kids on at the same time I took myself on. I yeah. definitely took myself on first. Yep. Um, and then, you know, migrated to them later, but I'll never forget when Thanksgiving came along the first year. And mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, like, I don't want to do that. Like, there's nothing in that day that I actually want to do, right. you, know, you know, and, and I, so we, we created a new system that year and we still, my kids like love Thanksgiving. We now like people want to come to our Thanksgiving because it's just all based on picking your favorite food, which has nothing to do with the typical Thanksgiving. Awesome. And what happened though, is that I also realized that on those holidays that we associate with happiness sometimes, I guess, not all of mm -hmm. us do, but many of us associate with happiness. We also are the days where most, we feel like crap. So right. like, I realized that the messaging that I got was like, oh, this day was so fun. Oh my God, I'm so tired. I have to go to bed. Like that, I heard that always when I was little. So I, at that moment I started being like, you know, I would have a salad and I'd be like, oh my God, I feel so good. I'm like the perfect awesome. amount full. Awesome. And we forget that. We forget yep. to share like the good because so yep. often the food stuff we're hearing is the bad. Like yep. I have a stomach ache or I've eaten too much or that made me feel like crap. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. Um, I had a good friend who had some severe di digestive problems, kind of like Crohn's. And yep. I kept, I kept telling her, get off wheat, get off wheat. And she just wouldn't, she was resistant to it. And after about six months of us hanging out together, she said to me, you know, I've been watching you, you don't eat wheat and you don't look deprived. And I, <laughs> and I said, I'm not deprived. You know what would, would make me feel horrible? Eating wheat. Yeah. That would be depriving myself of an amazing day. Why would yeah. I do that? I'd rather yeah. have an amazing day, be super happy then have 30 seconds of an amazing taste in my mouth only to feel yes. the day. So true. I love that. That's yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like you can only do it to understand it. It's like no, nobody can tell you anything. Yeah. You can't, we can't tell anyone listening anything. Like you just have to try yeah. and then you, you very quickly understand. And the cool, the cool part about that is the self pride that comes from making food changes and seeing the difference in your life, there is no greater feeling on the planet. And I think that's really, really, I mean, people, you don't want to rob yourself of that. Yep. So you've helped a ton of people because you have an amazing practice in the Bay Area plus online. So what has been like, out of all the people who you help, what do you feel is like the, the biggest obstacle that we sort of all face as we come into this idea of our wellness and wow. yeah. happiness as a family and how all that fits together? Yeah. Is there I, one that comes to the top? 
Yeah, I think I'm going to start with mindset because I think what we all have to realize is that the world we're living in right now is different than the world you and I may have grown up in. Right. We live we live in the most toxic time in human history. The people that I'm getting in my practice right now don't just come in with a thyroid problem. They come in with a thyroid problem and a autoimmune condition and chronic fatigue and like they're coming in with multiple situations and as I poke around at their what they've been exposed to toxic wise I find out they also have a family that's got a teenager with anxiety and a, a young child that's got chronic asthma like we are as a human race more sick than we've ever been. And yep. the, the human body is miraculous. We are meant to heal. You are meant to get up in the morning and have insane energy and keep that energy all the way till nine o'clock at night. You are not meant to want to take a nap at three o'clock. You're not meant to drag yourself out of bed in the morning. Your human design is incredible. It's just the exposure to the physical, emotional, and chemical toxins that we have around us that is robbing you of that health. So I think my first advice is believe in yourself and then start to look around you and go, what can I change? Food is a phenomenal place to start. Like, mm -hmm. what is it that I need to change? What am I feeding myself that may be robbing me of amazing health? And then you can start to look at like stress levels. I think our stress is higher, especially as women. You and, I, you and I talked about this in the beginning. The rushing woman syndrome is my favorite new thing to talk about that we as women feel so, uh, I don't know if we feel empowered or if we feel it necessary to take on everything. But the female body, unfortunately, needs cortisol to be down in order for us to make hormones like estrogen and progesterone. So if we're in this high stressed world and we're rush, 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 it's going to throw our hormones off. So we have to honor the fact that we live in a world that our human design may not be excelling it in and in, and we need to create a lifestyle that can work. There's an incredible book I recommend everybody check out. It's called Rushing Woman Syndrome. Okay. It's written by uh, a, she's like a biologist in New Zealand, and she has a great TED Talk. You can go watch her TED Talk. And she basically talks about how um, when cortisol goes up from our rushing, it really changes our hormonal balance. And that's a lot of what's leading to the hormone problems we're seeing, like everything from infertility all the way up to perimenopause happening at 35. So, um, and our thyroid problems and things like that. So it's a really cool book. She does a great job outlining. So now I have a totally personal question for you because yep. on paper, you're a very busy woman. <laughs> I'm a rushing woman. <laughs> like what is the I know, I know. So, well, it's something I'm working on. You know, I think you can, um, I think you can apply techniques like I do yoga. I don't like, I I don't um, stop, like I have three days a week, I'm at my yoga class. And that's, I take that with incredible seriousness. Yes. I, Friday afternoons and Sunday afternoons, don't invite me to any social gathering. Um, I don't work, then I literally check out. I either hang out with my family or it's just total downtime. So I have downtime scheduled into my week. Um, yep. 
I'm, I'm learning, you know, I'm, I'm starting a meditation practice in the morning. I'm getting better with that. Um, and I'm learning, I think what's really important is that I'm, is to just know that you can't control it all and to stop worrying about things that maybe are never going to manifest. They maybe you're, we spend so much time worrying about stuff that will never happen. And especially when we have kids, right? As a mom, oh my gosh, we have so much worry. And how do we give that up? So it's creating a toolbox that allows you to still have fun. You know, if, you, if you're an entrepreneur, still have an amazing business and family, but also know how to calm your body down. Yeah. I, one of the things that I did was I, I felt like I, so many people, you'd say, how are you? And they'd say, busy. Yes. And I was like, there has got to be a better answer to that question. <laughs> like, yes. we've got to be able to do better than that, you know, like, and be able to really, it's, it's like saying that you're full all the time on a happy holiday, you know, on a happy yeah. holiday. Like, how can we not be busy all the time? And because so much of it is we just, I feel like we almost just say that. And then the more we say that, the more that becomes our story. It, we wear it like a badge of honor. We, yeah. it, you know, like, oh, I'm so busy. And I, I could not agree with you more on this statement. And I think, again, as women, we need to, you know, show up real and just be, yeah. I mean, when we all put on this superwoman face, like we can, we can handle this crazy busy life and we use that like a badge of honor, we all suffer from it. But yes. when we, when we show up as our authentic selves and just say, I'm doing my best and here's my messy truth. Here's what my life looks like. Um, I think we all, it gives other women an opportunity to, to just put that badge down and be, you know, do, do less and, and be more authentic. It's, yeah. it's, we could help each other out like that. Oh, totally. Totally. Cause yeah. Cause no one, yeah, we just need to, we need to end that story. I like that. <laughs> We yeah. And we do there. it, we do it by banding together. I, you know, I have a, um, a good friend who I hadn't seen for a while and we finally connected and I, and went out to lunch. She was like, Oh, I'm so busy. And I was like, Oh, I'm so busy. And I finally like, this is a friend I really care about. And I stopped for a moment and I looked at her and I said, you know what? I, I, I haven't, I had moments where I could have called you. I could have texted you. And I, unfortunately I just didn't make our friendship a, a priority. And I really apologize. And I'd like to make our friendship a priority. And I, it was so freeing in that moment just to, to let go of this face that I had to be busy all the time to look impressive and to yeah. make excuses for things in my life. It was like a really pivotal moment when I put that down. I think the place that I've done it the most is with kids and work and that balance of the two things and feeling like I can't do the other stuff. Like if it's not work and it's not kids, like mm -hmm. what else is there? And I feel like we can get really busy in there and there's so much more. And, mm -hmm. you know, I have two in, well, one entering high school and one in middle school. And I see so much in the parents around me, how that really comes to fruition at this age right now. Cause it's like a lot of people have taken off of work and spent time to be with kids, which is amazing. And, and those moms are trying to like make up for something and then same thing happens with uh, we're just trying to like always fill that time with something and we can't just be and mm -hmm. I think what we're doing in that whole modeling thing if we're modeling good food when we're modeling busy we're just going to create these kids because we always want to do better than our parents right <laughs> we're mm -hmm. going to go off and be even busier 
Right. And what are our kids going to do? It's a great question. <laughs> right. Like, I feel like there's not much more that can happen. No, no. Yeah. All right. So any parting piece of advice you want to leave our listeners? And then will you also tell us the best way to find you? Um, yeah, I think, I think my biggest advice is, is what I tell my patients is really believe in yourself. Don't, when it comes to health, don't give your power away. Don't give it away to your doctors. Don't give it away to your, I mean, I see people give it away to their friends who don't like when they're following a health path it, it, and it, it makes them feel bad. They're not feeling it, following a health path. Don't give your health away to your children that you don't have making, you're not making your health a priority. Like you really, I love, I'm sure you've talked about this. I love the oxygen mask. Put your own yeah. oxygen mask on, take care of yourself. Know that you live in a miraculous body. You are an example to your children. Um, and the more you nurture yourself, the more your children are going to do that when they become adults one day. So that's, that's kind of my big advice. Um, and yeah, you can, you can find me. Uh, I have a really cool group that I'm really proud of on Facebook called the Resetter Tribe. And we do really neat stuff in there like five day fasts and a lot of community sharing. So you can find me there. Um, I love that. I, I am a uh, content fiend like you. I love information. So I do a lot of Facebook lives. I do, I write a blog post every week. Um, you can find me on my website. Um, but yeah, we're, we're all in this together. So it's yeah. more fun when we do it together. And uh, the more you learn, the more successful you'll be at it. Yeah. And I think that's so important for everyone listening. Like, because I also know that I, a lot of people who listen are in the health field mm -hmm. and it's so important that we all do our work because the world's still not healthy no <laughs> so there's not. so we have so far to go um that we we really have to all do this together and i just feel like it has to be such a grassroots movement and so everyone listening is doing such taking such a great step toward their yeah. own health yeah, and, and remember when you stand up and declare that you're making health a priority, you, you allow those around you to do the same. So yes. it, it really is an opportunity for us to, to ignite health into the world. And who's better to do it than moms? Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> We're crazy capable, we can do it. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for your time. This was such a fun conversation. I feel like I could talk to you for days, but we're gonna let you go care for patients. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, and thanks for the work you're doing and all the stuff you're putting out there. Again, we live in a cool time in the sense that we can get so much information from people like you. So, you know, it's really neat. I just, I mean, from a, from a health information standpoint, we live in the best time ever. So yes, this we, is true. We just, we just have to take action and not be too busy. That's right. That's right. That's right. So thanks All for right. having me. Thank you. All right. At the end of every episode, I go over three doable changes that you can take and run with this week. So I do give you three, but I always recommend focusing on one thing, one doable change every week. And this is just so that you can actually have fun with a change, plan for it, fit it into your schedule, make it something that can really happen. And what I find is when we focus on one thing at a time and really do this with it, make it work for a week, we can build on that the next week and add another thing, but we haven't, we've already fit in that other thing. So at the end of a year, you have 52 things that just are easier for you to slot into your life. So that's why I always say to focus on one thing. 
So here's three from this episode. Know your carb intake. Start by simply measuring your food and plugging it into a carb manager. We got, there's a link in the show notes for that app. You can probably just look it up on your phone. But Dr. Mindy said it's as easy as punching in what you're eating and it can show you how many carbs that had. And this doable change is about awareness. It's not about being perfect. Just get used to measuring and tracking. Making adjustments can be the next step, right? So this is just about awareness of what's going in your body. This is something that I have to admit I've been avoiding. So this is my next doable change. I've downloaded the app and I'm going to be really aware this coming week and I'm super excited about it. All right, number two, try a 13-hour fast. See what happens if you stop eating in the very late, or in the, not late evening, but you know, you stop, stop eating after dinner and you don't eat again for 13 hours. So you're not having breakfast at 7 a.m. You can have water or tea or Dr. Mindy explained her great coffee idea. Definitely Google vegan, the vegan version of that. If you want to try it with coconut oil, um, I've had that. It is, it's, it's, it's okay. (laughs) It's pretty good. Um, but don't eat breakfast until later. And then when you're actually ready to eat for your late breakfast or your lunch, you can have some fat. So that might look like avocado, nuts. If you eat eggs, you can put egg on it and experiment and see how this feels. In the show notes as well, I made a list to a vegan keto list. So for all my um, vegans or vegetarian plant-based people out there, go check out that list. Even if you're not, go check out the list because it's really informative about which nuts and seeds and fruits and vegetables really make sense for the keto diet. It's a great, great article. So make sure to go link to that in the show notes. All right. Doable change number three from this episode. Slow down. When we're always rushing, our cortisone levels, sorry, cortisol levels go up which leads to hormonal issues. Focus on slowing down. Schedule yoga or meditation into your day. Back off an afternoon to check out. Don't work. Say no to social invitations. Hang out with your family or take complete downtime. We rarely give ourselves permission to just do this. And one of the things I learned early on was to let my kids be bored from time to time. It's okay. It's a skill. And we don't want to strip our kids of that either. So be okay with quiet time. It's really something that I think we're going to have to come together to do as a society. So those are three amazing doable changes. I actually might take on one of these a week for the next three weeks. Um, I think they're all really impactful things. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can go find 101 doable changes at plansimplemeals.com slash 101 if none of these are hitting the spot or if you just want to map out your next couple of months. All right. Bye for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.